morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elitist. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elite podcast, proudly sponsored by the guys at exoticlimo.com.au. My name's Corey. As always, alongside me is Beretta. G'day, Corey. It's good to be back for another week of Supercoach. And, uh, yeah, let's get things across to the quietest member of the podcast for the last few weeks. And hopefully it stays that way because I don't like it when he's loud. Uh, welcome to the Bombs Express. Choo-choo! That's right, brother. The Bombs Express is back. And uh, what do we have today, boys? we got round four preview, don't we? Or we had four rounds. we got round five. Are we into round five now? Yeah. I think we are. I think we are into round, yeah, round five. five. But before we get stuck into that, Corey... Where can the listeners hit us on social media? Uh, find us on Twitter at SC Elites, uh, on Facebook, iTunes, and SoundCloud at Supercoach Elites. Plenty to talk about today, boys. There's a lot of, uh, I suppose, passengers annoying a lot of teams out there. Uh, we've got some bubble boys, some fan questions, Always, as always, touching on uh, the exotic limo challenge that we've got rolling. Um, and the Limo League as well. So let's kick it off with the Bubble Boys, and we'll start with uh, our boy Caulfield. We were massive on him all preseason. Came in, hasn't uh, hasn't failed to impress so far as well. Scores of 66 and 80 on the weekend, 171k. Break even of negative 45. Um, I'm definitely getting him this week. Bretta, straight across to you, what's uh, your thoughts on a Caulfield? Uh, I'll be bringing him in this week. He looked fantastic, and I think the most important thing is the Dylan Robertson uh, troubles. I know it was pretty scary footage that we saw on the weekend of Robertson dropping, but I guess if there is even a positive out of it, it's that Caulfield probably gets more of a role and more secure for at least the next two weeks in that back line. Um, He's a great ball user. We were pretty shocked round one when he didn't get picked. I know there was a few people that said he wouldn't, and... We were red hot on that he would, and we were proven wrong. But now, our boy got his chance. Um, I'll be bringing him in. Uh, for who? Yet to be decided. Um, but, yeah, I think he's one that I don't want to miss. I think also that he's got that defender midfield swing. That's really, really helpful. And if you want to bring in another defender or a midfielder next week, you can pretty much take your pick and just flip Caulfield either way. It doesn't really matter. And, yeah, good pick. Plenty of upside. We, the thing we must say on that, too, is we were big on him. Those that weren't didn't think he'd be playing for a very long time. So, good to see him in early and impressing like. Exactly from what we what we watched in the JLT as well. I remember when we were watching in the JLT and we were we were pretty adamant that he, he'd get a go early. He's playing no different to how he was playing then, too. So, great to see. He's getting the ball, using it. Um, and we did say early that, you know, that'll correlate to points sooner or later. So, Bombs, you got a Caulfield plant? Yeah, mate, my Caulfield plan is 100% to bring him in. And uh, I don't think you need any other plan than that just to bring him in. Absolutely, this week. Loved him in the preseason. Loved what he's done so far. And, uh, yep, he ain't going anywhere. And he's, he's a handy defender mid-DPP uh, position as well. So you can piss off one of these midfielders that are being or quite frustrating us, you know, like you're able to use, like your uh, who's yelling from Fremantle, Brayshaw. Um, or you can go down back if you, if you want to move on one of your backmen. Yep, so what I'm going to do this week too is I'll be swinging, you know, like a Ryan to a Ryan out, LDU out, because I got rid of Brayshaw last week for Richards, swinging Sis around, uh, probably grabbing ZGL, who we'll talk about in a minute as well, and just opening that, you know, defensive mid and forward mid swing uh, for the rest of the season. So that's going to be pretty big positive. Um, on to Zach Giles Langdon, break even of 43. Scores of 47 and 63. Been out. 
big news today that he could be back in um, and on the bubble. So for those who hold on, hold on to him, congratulations, been rewarded. Uh, if Zach Giles Langdon comes in, boys, are either of you having a look at him, Brett? Um, I'm more than having a look at him. I'm holding on to him because I kept him. I was one oh, of the lucky few that decided to hold on. So, yeah, no plans to move him. And, yeah, well, hopefully he plays. No guarantees yet, but hopefully he plays and it'll be a nice little piece to have. Bombs? Now, I'm hoping he uh, misses a week here, Corey, because I, I don't want the double downgrade this week. I want to fix up one of my premiums with one downgrade uh, as well. So um, if he does get named, I will be bringing him in, though. But I'm just hoping that he, he gets another week off just because that will just suit my plans a little bit more. It could be one of those that's like a blessing in disguise where your premium goes out and goes monstrous and you only kept him because you brought it in Giles Langdon. Never know. Yeah, that, yeah, that has the potential to happen, but I'm not, I'm not backing that in. <laughs> That's what uh, I'm hoping. I know you're talking about Cruzy here, Bumps. So I'm hoping Cruz is mm. named. I'm hoping Giles Langdon's named, and because uh, I know we're going to talk about it. But it's crazy as this seems. I'm I'm probably backing Cruiser. Uh, the other thing, I mean, there's others out there. It's probably not worth giving any airtime to Cam O'Shea, for bloody Bumpers boy. So, <laughs> um, but we must say that. You do have to keep him warm. Next week we have we could have three cash cows out there. Uh, in is it Gilfy? How do you pronounce the Essendon boys' name? Guelfi. Guelfi. I think yeah, they said Guelfi. Yeah. Uh, Mira and well Cunico who dropped a hundred and nine on the weekend. So is it worth at all keeping it? Like maybe bringing in one of these guys a week early, or is it just too risky, Brett? Not a uh, big rule unless you're absolutely sold on someone, or there is no other option. Um, don't go a week early. Um, I know a lot of people, a lot of people will do the the mirror trade. A guy, Bonfer, was quite big on early that we didn't really know much about. Um, just because of the price point, people are probably going to get sucked in. But if he comes out and scores 20, and then Ryan Burton has a big one, comes back in, looking really healthy, that's the easiest in and out for Hawthorne. You're stuck with a 102k player making no money on your bench. So... If there was no other options, you do that. But the fact is, we do have other options. I know Caulfield's a little more expensive, but you just you go and do that. You don't be silly. You don't get carried away in the moment and jeopardise your team for short-term gain. And, of course, Giles Langdon hopefully will be back up for this week if you don't have him. Bombs? Uh, yeah, no, I don't move early on one of the two. But what it will mean is next week, Guelphie and Mira probably both come in for me. So, um, <laughs> it just means that there's four rookies out there to grab and it's... Look, we can just move on some of these guys that are about 200000 and go down to one hundred and two. That'd be good. Pocket a little bit of money and maybe get your first or second upgrade done nice and early in the season. That's right. I'm sure they'll get plenty of talk uh, on next week's Bubble Boys. Uh, the community kind of seen Frustration 101 on the weekend. I'll start with Cruiser. Uh, that was probably one of the most frustrating ones, especially for, for me. Um, 543k that break even still sky high uh, definitely going to drop again game on the weekend I think it was what, what was he on he had like a negative 3 or something early in that first quarter and then managed mm-hmm. to scrape it up a little bit like a 40 point second term terrible third little bit respectable of a fourth before he went and sat on the pond for the last 16 minutes uh, are there serious danger signs around Cruiser? Bonds will start with you. Yeah, he's out. If the, the rookie downgrades aren't there for me this week, he is gone. There are just far too many Ruckman doing far too much to carry this sort of bloke. And um, 
geez, even just having him, uh, I know that he's an important player and all that sort of crap, but gee, just to bench him, you wouldn't want that to happen if we're on the, the back end of a shellacking in from West Coast this week. You wouldn't want him to be benched again um, in the second half of the last quarter. Um, just so they can manage it through the season. Um, so I'm not a fan of, of Cruiser anymore. I'm, I'm jumping right off um, because when you've got players like Grundy, when you've got players like Steph, when you've got players like Max Gorn, all just consistently pumping some good numbers, um, that's, what, that's where I want to be at right now. Brenna? Um, I don't have Cruiser, but I feel like he almost needs a week off, which is scary news for... Supercoach owners, but I think if he had a week off, it'd be the best thing for him and for his Supercoach potential. But um, I guess it's, do you want to wait and do you want to hold out and see if you can turn that corner with the rest or do you want to just jump ship now? Uh, it's sort of the same thing with the whole Hibber decision earlier in the year where he was struggling. Um, it's your honest belief. I think the difference is with Hibbert, there was no real super premium to go to um, at the time, because I think most had Laird, I'm just generalising here, I know all don't, but I think most of the really good sides had Laird. Yo didn't seem perfect at the time, but with Cruiser, you got, you know, your Grundy, you've um, your Steph Martin to a lesser extent, your Nick Nat, who's looking good. I mean, there are options that are, are worth going across to. Uh, what have I told you that this time last year, Cruiser was averaging 86 Supercoach points? I believe and, it. Yeah, so does that... Bumps, does that change it at all? Why Why are you so against Cruiser right now? I'm done with him. I'm done with him. Me and him have parted ways. That's it. We fold for the walls and that's it. We're just done. If I had him, I'd be holding. Yeah. and th- this, this is the point I'm sitting I'm seriously yeah. considering holding. The only way I'm not holding this week is if he's out. I that just... makes me think about it, yeah. And, yeah. and, and the reason being, I mean, there's a group chat with us and you've seen how angry I was Saturday night. Uh, and how quickly I was going to Grundy after that game had finished. But and who else? There was, there's another one you mentioned. Who else that you were uh, asking me about? Nui. I'll have. It. I'll, actually yeah. have I'll actually have a conversation <laughs> with him in a second. Um, <laughs> but look, the way I see it is, it's it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. I know that it might be. He wasn't great. He was coming off an injury, so we did have that there. There was that element there that if we're probably moving in, we should have gone the week before. We we knew what we had. They were down by over 100 points. Stick him on the pine. Rest it out. I can't see that happening every week. Um, I think they'll be a little bit more, you know, they'll be cautious with Cruiser for the next couple. Um, but the only way I'm moving this week is, I, I know he went in for scans yesterday and we haven't got any reports back from that yet. But the only reason, I'd, the only way I'm moving in this week is if he's 100% out. Um, and even them, I know my opponent in the main league I want to win's got him as well. So I'll probably just message him in and organise a bit of a deal here to just uh, both hold Cruiser and go, you know, 21v21 or whatever it is. But I just, uh, yeah, I think I'm a little bit more more positive that Cruz can turn it around. I mean, and it's back to the fact of don't trade your primos. It's primo for a reason. Um, you know, we were pretty pretty keen on, on, on Turf and Menengola after his two and none of us owned him. But, uh, and then he's come out and dropped massive scores. Uh, Jaeger O'Meara is another prime example, you know, was just, and people were telling me to trade him after the two weeks, and glad I stack fat, because his drop scores of 104 and 145, so they're primos for a reason, and I suppose I asked a question the other day, is, 
what's different from Cruiser to this year to, than last year? And and the one thing that we spoke about and that came up was probably overhead marking. Is he's not clunking a lot of those marks, um, and and that'll come with confidence. And probably those hack kick forwards are going to opposition. So he's got the scoring potential there. If I do hold him, it's going to mean that I can upgrade in other lines, and I've got trades to burn later on. I mean, I don't really... My main thing is getting those players upgraded now. It could kill me. It could not. But, yeah, I think I'll be holding Cruiser. Brett, that's, that's that's another thing I look at with it. With you, When you just said upgrading on other lines, I think that's an underrated point, simply because if you fix Cruiser this week, right, and you look at my team, I'll go and do my downgrades this week, Next week, I'll go and upgrade. I'll go and get myself my, my super premium for a rookie, where next week, you're looking to make money. So you're going down. So just by doing that cruiser trade, I feel like I'm a trade ahead for the whole year. I'm a premium ahead for the whole year until we max out our teams. And I think that's an underrated thing that people don't really keep in consideration because I guess in, in my head, the way I've won league games in the past is just trade two premiums as fast as possible. And yeah. I guess, yeah, getting rid of cruiser just puts you a week behind. Well, that's the, that's the other token. That's the other the flip side to this thing. I've made a, a scenario where I've made my two trades with fixing up Cruiser and then my two trades of obviously not doing it. And it's 120K versus 277. Yeah. Um, and then next week, I'm obviously going to double downgrade. So that's, you know, three weeks or four weeks time is 500K versus 300K. Yeah, so then next week, I'll be going yeah. one down, one up. So already ahead. And that's, uh, and, and that's just there. Bumps. Anything to add? Yeah, mate. No, I've got nothing to add. No. No. So yeah, I think it's, it's certainly got some good points there that Britta raised around the trading that. So, yeah. Okay, beautiful. What, if you were trading Bonfire, is it just as simple for you straight to Grundy? Yeah, well, Grundy can't maintain this for, I guess, the rest of the year. Um, I'd still contemplate going to Steph Martin just because I don't have to spend money to do that. But certainly Grundy seems like the logical thing to do. Uh, I don't see Steph Martin being far enough ahead of Cruiser to be worth it. Really? Yeah, mm. not at all. Oh, I, I certainly think it's... I, I, at this point of the year, I think it's worth the trade. You, you're speaking about someone who's averaging 105 at the moment, Brenner. I know, but Steph think Cruiser Martin. upside. Like The reason you go to Grundy is because he's so far ahead of the pack right now. Where I think Cruiser's yeah, one he's game gonna... away from being better than Steph Martin. I don't think Cruiser's I, anywhere close to Grundy right now. I think Grundy comes back to the pack a little bit. And um, when I look at Steph Martin's fixture as well, tell me if you like these Ruckman he's got to come up against. Um, Jared Witts, I think he mauls him around the ground. He's got Dawson Simpson. Then that's going to be a big clash against uh, Brody Grundy. But then he's got English, McAvoy, and Sydney don't have a, really a pronounced Ruckman. Um, who's I, only, only like, I really only like two of those matchups. I like the English and the Sinclair one. I reckon I, the other doesn't I, dominate. I like at least four of them. So I like uh, Martin's little run that he's got coming up here as well. So, um, And the thing is, Martin doesn't, cost me 70 grand to do the trade as well which when i'm doing a sideways means that you know you're speaking before about being able to do your premium next week i'll still be able to do that because i got money sitting in the bank now well the other thing that i like too is i kind of like cruisers run that's coming up as well it's uh yeah but cruisers like intoxicated <laughs> it's nick nat which is a tough tough rock contest that's probably not the good one but after that jacobs english bell chambers and then gone so, he's got three hard ruckmen in the next five, I would say, Cruiser. I think same, I've put the same for Martin. And I think Cruiser plays English, and that's that's the game where he could turn it around. I reckon if he goes and spuds up against Tim English, you move him. I reckon if he goes in that game, he could easily drop 150. Yeah. 
maybe look, find a bit of confidence. Look, there's plenty mm. there. Let's have a chat about Nick Natanui because the, this is one that I didn't I didn't mind. Now he's slowly getting into it. The numbers he's putting up from time on ground is actually ridiculously crazy. Um, look, I, I wouldn't be doing it this week. If I was moving Cruiser, I'm definitely going to Grundy. Um, purely because I'm still worried that he'll probably miss games. Uh, Brett, you are Nick Nat. Is there any way you could condone Cruiser to Nick Nat? Um, no, I wouldn't be doing it. I went Ryder to Nick Nat, so that's my defence because Ryder's out long term, so I just went for the option. And the way I looked at it when I did it is I had no confidence in any of the top ruckmen. I mean, Cruiser was hurt. I don't like Stefan Martin a lot. Um, Grundy just wasn't what he's doing yet. He was, I think he scored like 90-something in his first game, maybe. I'm not exactly sure. Just We didn't expect him to do this. Goldstein had the Preuss factor. Like, there was no confident pick. So when I went through Nick Nat, it was... He's the cheapest with a fair bit of upside, and I'll sort that out later when I know, um, when I see where the chips fall. Where now, I see Grundy as the clear number one ahead of the pack Ruckman. Um, I do see what Bonf is saying. He'll come back to the pack somewhat, but I still think he's number one. Of course, I'm not I'm not taking into considering Gorn. I haven't mentioned him at the moment, but I think he's Gorn's easiest pick in, out of the Rucks. Well, anywhere, if I didn't have him, I'd be going straight to him regardless. But um, now that Grundy has shown himself to be what he is, I think that's a much safer pick than Nick Nat. And in the back of my head, I'm even thinking now that at some stage I'll probably end up going Nick Nat to Grundy. Because, as you said, Corey, Nick Nat's probably, what, an 80% chance to miss a game or two here and there. Love it. Bombs? Nick Nat at all? Yeah, I won't. No, so I won't move on Nick Nat based on the fact that you just asked the bloke, uh, you know, about Nick Nat, and he obviously has him, and his plan is to eventually trade him. So um, if your plan is to eventually trade him, and, and I don't see what, how or why you would contemplate bringing him in. So Nick Nat's a, a big miss from me because I think his body will let him down at some stage of the end. That means he will let your super coach down. Even if his body doesn't let him down, I just think they're going to rest him. I don't think... I think he could get through really that's healthy. his body letting him exactly. down. Exactly. I know, but that's them being cautious. Like, he Still could be healthy... I know, but say like you're asking for the miracle run where he's healthy and he doesn't get injured, I still think they arrest him, regardless of his body letting him down. And especially now, too. I mean, they've come out today. I don't know if you've boys seen... Um, uh, what's his name? The coach of the West Coast coach? Adam, Adam Simpson. Simpson. Adam Simpson. I almost said Adam Scott like four times. Um, <laughs> Adam, golfer. Yeah, Adam Simpson. It's a press conference today saying that they are actually a little bit worried about the uh, surface of Optus Stadium. Uh, they've had two, <laughs> two, two identical uh, leg injuries in yeah. Liam Ryan and Venables, and they they are concerned that maybe the surface of their home ground is a little bit too hard, and that's some scary shit if you've got Nick Nat. <laughs> yeah. So, thanks, uh, thanks for putting that little seed in my head, Corey. Yeah. Like I didn't need to worry anymore. But um, but look, that's uh, yeah, just something to think about. Michael Hibbard, boys. Uh, Jordan Lewis went down with a broken hand today. Expected to miss anywhere between two to four weeks. Does this mean Hibbard's scoring should go back up, see more kicks, see more touches, and potentially take kick-outs again, Bombs? Yeah, well, well, we'll see what happens. So I hold him, so we'll see what he's capable of. But at the moment, he's not a top-six defender, but he'll sit in my team because I feel like i got bigger fish to fry. But, yeah, let's hope this does mean, um, back to kick-outs, let's hope this means a little chip to himself, the the long, effective kick towards the uh, half-back flank. Let's hope that that all comes to fruition and he can up it by 20, 30 points a game because 77 is no good at the moment. Yeah, brother. 
Um, I think it ups his points a fair bit. I don't know if it makes him a standout. I don't think he gets back to last year's level, but it can only help. This can't really... Well, I'm saying this can't really hurt him. There's no way it can't hurt him, but who knows? Maybe Bernie Vince goes down there and takes all the kickouts and destroys him and ruins his season even more, but it, sh- it should only help here, but if you hold him, so it should give you confidence. Yeah, what about those who are thinking of trading him this week? Would you, don't do it. Would you just stick fat now with that news? Yeah, don't do it this week. Don't or trade him this week. Now or never? Well, I think there's hope at the moment, so I wouldn't be trading him. Break even of 116. Yo's right there. Mm. No, I wouldn't trade him. Yep. Bumps, you know from you as well? Yeah, it's a no from me. Yeah. And this is coming from a person who traded him four weeks ago, three weeks ago, whatever it was. I didn't trade him. No, 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 <laughs> no I did. Oh, no, I did. I did. Oh, I sorry. Did. Okay. Trade him to Riley Bottom. Was that the trade? Yeah. Worked out well. Uh, let's have a chat about Billings first, because I think out of every single super coach rage trade this week, I think poor Jack Billings is copying it worse than any of them. Uh, had 23 touches on the weekend. Probably should have snagged two or three goals and was absolutely atrocious by foot. For me right now, he is the least of my concerns when it comes to talking about these three players and even in my team. I didn't even remotely, like, I wasn't even angry after the game with what Jack Billings served up. Like, the 65's there, they'll come and go. I just think people are seriously overreacting when it comes to uh, Jack Billings. If he went at 80% on the weekend and turned two of those behinds into two goals or some of those set shots into goals, he's probably turning up. So I think it's a very big overreaction uh, uh, spectacle. And I, I, like Brett said before, when it comes to upgrading your team quicker than anyone else, you start wasting trades burning sideways on someone like Jack Billings when it comes down the track, like, that's going to screw you up. So right now, and this is one of my examples, right now you could go Billings to Robbie Gray this week. Hypothetically, Brett, your opponent goes Billings to Robbie Gray this week, and next week you go your rookie because you've earned enough crash to Robbie Gray. They're not going to go yeah. and grab Billings. So you're going to have Billings and Gray versus Robbie Gray next week and a rookie. Like, that's what you have to look at. It has to become the long term. There's too many people that are getting emotionally invested week to week. It's, you know, round four's finished. I'm going to react on what happened in round four. Have a look Steel at the Steel side bottom scored 140, so I've got to go get Steel side bottom. Just down, have right? a look at the long-term picture. Like, Jaeger's a prime example. You can't bring Jaeger in now. He's 400k, you missed it. You had to start with him. You're not wasting a trade to go grab a player who's not finishing in the top you know, 8 or 10 in that position to then trade him out again to earn 120k. Like, use your rookies to make money. Don't just burn trades going sideways. Bonfa. I think my worry with, um, with Jack Billings, and this is the only way I can condone a trade here, right? When, when St. Kilda lose, he doesn't score well. That is just fact, right? Having a look at their fixture, because I'm big on fixture here, right? Um, and in their next, I think it's eight games, let me count these, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Sorry, in their next nine games, I don't see a situation where I'm tipping St. Kilda in two of them. I think, look at look at the look at the teams they've got to come up against. GWS, Hawthorne, Melbourne, Sydney, 
West Coast. That's a, that's away. They've got Richmond in there. They've got Collingwood, and they've got Frio away as well. That's their not in that order, but that's their run in their next nine fixtures. It's not it's not good. It's not good before the bye. I think if you playing if you're playing overall, you make the move. But if you're playing long term game and you're playing for league, you still hold. I don't like Jack Billings at all for the next nine. I see. I disagree with that. I think the role that Billings is playing now is different to last year. There's a lot more midfield minutes in there, and I think scores are gonna are gonna reflect. They're gonna be higher. He's a good footballer. I think I saw a thing. He's playing like fifteen percent more four time this year. I don't know yeah. if I dreamt that, but I, I don't know if you dreamt that. it. But I, I haven't seen him play up around the mid midfield a lot more. That as well. first game he did. That first game he played that pretty first much the whole game. game. Correct. Yeah, but after week, that, on the weekend he played a lot of midfield minutes. Did he? Yeah. Or, go watch. Go have a look at his heat map. It was, uh... Yeah, but his, his heat map is, is about where he got the possession. It's not about where he was spending time during the game. Even well, even from watching the game, I noticed it was up around the guts. Trust me, I was invested. There was uh, <laughs> Jack Billings at $2.80 to kick more than two snags. So. <laughs> 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 I was getting frustrated where I was seeing him on the ground. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, but look, I, I just think everyone's overreacting. You don't do bombs. Well, I, th- I think people are overreacting, yeah, because I think there are probably some other issues they should be worrying about as opposed to Jack Billings. And I said this last week as well. He's that popularly owned. I can never say that word. But he's that That's popularly right. owned, right, that whatever he scores... I mean, I don't even look for his scores o- over the weekend because I just know whoever I'm coming up against, I got him. He's, he's, not an, he's not an issue, I don't think, in head-to-head games because everyone bloody has him. Is it? Um, yeah, I just just found the stat: twelve percent more time has been spent in the forward line by Jack Billings this yeah. year. Is mm. it a is the issue we're rising more too because Robbie Gray is just dominating? Well, yeah. I think yeah, Gray actually playing Permo midfield was a spanner because last year that was just not the case, and people are seeing that and they're seeing eighty k between the the two. The price difference between the two, and they'll price the same at the start of the year. Yeah. Let's not forget that Robbie Gray did miss round one, though. So realistically, you're never going to start that. But yeah, yeah, p- people are looking into that. But people need to remember that Gray's got another three games before he has the buy, and so probably factor that in before you go rage trading billions out to, to Robbie Gray this week. I'm looking. I'm looking to bring Robbie Gray into the, the three buy rounds just as an extra punch. Yeah. Is he top six? Easy now, you reckon, Robbie Gray? If he, if not, we easy, were told, should no. Be. Oh, him playing midfield permanently, yeah, Brett. Oh, yeah, yeah. He is he? the, he's the number one forward playing midfield, midfield for the rest of the year. Easy, yeah. number one for sure. Because, we we because. all we all didn't rate him that highly because we didn't see all these midfield minutes coming. Particularly his role last year. Then he had you know the cancer scare over the the summer months. No one saw this coming, and he's just gone bang straight into the guts. And He's averaged happened. 110 before, hasn't he? Yeah. 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 This guy, this guy here, at his, I mean, I think it might have been two years ago, but he was a genuine option as a top eight midfielder. Yeah. And he has gone yeah, back to playing midfield minutes. He is, he is the number one forward if his role maintains the, the exactly what it is. And not to mention... He had three like, years. Yeah, go. The, like Motlop, Jack Watts. Um, there's a lot in there. The, my Wayne, my Wayne, my main worry is... Uh, Rockliffe kind of back end of the season because he's not he's there's something wrong with Rockliffe at the moment that's that's a fact he's injured yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah but look right now like he's probably one of the highest on my watch list especially come out of round 10 
And I and I did make a, a stuff up before. I said he's got three games before his buy. He actually plays another five before yeah, his buy. But still, you can't you can't go yeah. grabbing him now. I don't think. Gee, there's, there's no cover for that week. Oh, if you got Jado Steffo, mate, you could probably. But you can loophole whoever you want. So like, you know, if you, as long as you have got a few playing rookies down there during that week, you can loophole your your Ford six. So if you if you get a seventy, I think that's a win. And and I think it warrants uh, bringing him in now if you can. Nah, like sort of get a seventy out of your rookie at that stage of the year. Right now, aren't you holding throwing. Liam Ryan though? <laughs> I, <laughs> I held him. You're holding Liam Ryan. <laughs> yeah, so. Well, that was before the news came out that he was out for three months. You jackass. Uh, <laughs> I got Venables and Ryan still currently because uh, Steffo scored no. fifteen last week, so I had to definitely hold Steffo there. So I'll probably hold both for the next four months. <laughs> <laughs> Smart. I'll both be gone. Um. But yeah, his break even is 65, Robbie Gray. And, um, if I was able to afford to do it this week, I would, I would do it. If, if if I was, and I, and I don't think I'm going to be able to afford to do it no matter how I manipulate my trades. Um, I don't think it's, well, I just can't generate that sort of money. Um, that'll be what prevents me. Just to clarify, it. you're talking about upgrading a rookie to Robbie Gray. Yeah. Upgrading a rookie, that's correct. Um, right now, if you pick Gray or Franklin... If you didn't own both and you were going forward, who you, who who you see more important for your team? Franklin. Um, uh, I'm probably, um, I think Bomb should just said Gray, yeah? Yeah, Gray. Gray, easy, man. I'm, I'm Buddy as well. Yeah. I'm not sure how. I'm not sure how um, it's Buddy over Robbie Gray. Like, Robbie Gray, yeah. But for me, it's... it's oh, look, if I was I grabbing one this about. week, I'd probably be grabbing Gray because he's cheaper, but... But, buddy, we know exactly what we're getting. Gray is and just... That, it should go right. It should. Are you, are you concerned that Robbie Gray role change? Is that what you're worried about? Yeah, there's always a chance. Okay. Rocky because Buddy's only wants. had the one... Buddy's only had that one good score of 175. Everything else has just been really consistent. Uh, and like you said, like you know what you're going to get. But yeah. I think Robbie... Like, Buddy's going to average a flat 100 easy. Like, without yeah. doubt, it's going to be over 100. Right, but I think Robbie Gray, you know, that could be a 115 average. Yeah. I understand that, yeah. Good point. Uh, Riley Bonner, a lot of people moving on him early. I don't have him. I know you two do. Uh, break even only, what, 60, I think it is, or 50-something. Why? Are you boys just... Is it just hold for another week and see what you get? Because if he comes out and scores 120, you're going to be pretty pissed off you traded early? Um, look, I don't mind if you upgrade him this week. Certainly, I don't think it's necessary to, well, I don't think it's pivotal to kind of hold him. His break-even, would you say, was 58. I think something like that. Or something like that anyways. And and the talk is Pittard's going to come back into the team too this week. So, look, he's uh, he's certainly scoring good for what his output uh, seems to be disposal-wise. But um, Pittard coming back into the team, yes, he's not as hot as he was in the first few weeks. So... Uh, you move him on, and if you're upgrading, then, yeah, I don't see the problem with it. Like, if I could manufacture a situation where I could downgrade Bonner and that meant I could upgrade and go get Robbie Gray, I'd be doing that for, for myself, that's for sure. Just to let you know, too, I mean, like you just spoke about Peter, and just to add on that, I wouldn't be surprised if Riley Bonner got dropped this week. Yeah, have that thought in the back of my head. Yeah, uh, Peter dominated uh, on his return game, and Jimmy Tumpus played very, very good, too. 
So, and Riley Bonner looked like a little girl. I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe he scored 70. Like, honestly. Well, I mean, we do have AFLW, so, you know, they can play football women. He was, he was atrocious. He wouldn't lay a tackle. He's so soft. Um, and I think he's just another one of those downhill skiers that's, that's jumped on board and when they're winning and, and going well, he'll play good. But when it gets difficult, I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if he went and spent a week or two in the Magoos, honestly. Mackenzie played as well, didn't he, on the weekend? Yeah. That's Was the he... problem. They have so many, like, wing halfback players. <laughs> just... I'm worried. I reckon, I reckon Mackenzie probably gets dropped first, and I think they had someone get injured as well. So um, I, think I... He gets a, I think he still gets a gig. I'd just be... If you traded this week, or if you, I think you you probably wouldn't hold more than one week. Would you? If you just came out and scored like a seventy odd, so um, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be trading this week unless, yeah, like you said, unless it was a serious upgrade, I probably wouldn't be trading this week. Uh, Brendan Parfit boys, let's talk on to you know some more positive notes. There's a lot of people that are considering him. Has three hundred eighty nine k, one hundred sixty eight on the weekend. Um, is it just absolute no-go? No, not at, that, not at that price. Yeah. Not at that price. You can't do that. Same, Brett? Yeah, it's just a cash grab, and he's not going to make enough cash for it to be viable. What a, a bit of a role change, though. Do you reckon that those scores could stay up? Any chance he could go between 90 and 100 average? Small chance. Very small I don't chance. Think so. I'd, I'd just say no to that. Dean so like 5%. Hundred nah. scores of one five, one fifteen, break even a negative forty four. Bit of Price. a chain to earn some cash. Is it just not worth it? How much is he? Uh two hundred and ninety six K. No. No, too much. A little bit too much. Yep. It's probably about seventy too much, I reckon. Yeah, so we might touch on some of the around-the-ground stuff. Uh, we've done this a lot last year, and that's how we knew so much about Liam Roy. Um, so I thought I'd bring it back, and it was uh, pretty good to see, you know, some good numbers. Like I said, out at, uh, in the sample, Tumpus and Pittard played well. Um, no one really impressed in the waffle this week. Some NEFL numbers, though, whereas uh, Big Bond scores at the NEAFL. Uh Gold Coast. Did I ever call it that? You call it that every Always, week. every time, yeah. every single time. Um, Gold Coast, Michael Barlow, 46 disposals and 6 tackles. Yeah, so, nuts. recall this week, you reckon? Well, if he does and his career's done, put yeah. it that way. Uh, Will Brody had 26, kicked 2 goals, 1, 8 inside 50s, 8 marks. So, good to see that we might have a midfield option coming up soon. And Harrison Wig. 21 disposals, 21 kicks, 8 rebound 50s and 8 marks. So he was pretty good. A lot of time in the guts and off that halfback flank. Uh, in the same game, Isaac Cumming had 30 touches to 21 of them kicks, 6 rebound 50s and 6 marks. So Gold Coast and GWS putting on uh, putting on some for us. And hopefully we get a few of these guys come a little bit further down the track. Um, and for Brisbane, Young Stasevich snagged 2 goals. So they might need a forward at some stage as well to come in. In the VFL, Tommy Boyd kicked five boys in 22. Do we think that Boyd might get a, a gig back in that team shortly? Yeah, I think he comes in at some stage. Yeah. Definitely had a shaggy, and I think English's time is limited. 
Not a huge super coach relevance, but still there. No. Uh, Pies had uh, McClarty, who played well across that half-back. Uh, 18 disposals, 7 marks. Brendan Sear, 20 disposals. He could get a game soon, too. Uh, Hawks, Ryan Burton. He played up forward as well. Kicked two goals, one, and had 24 disposals. Is he just going to be one of the replacements back into that side for Sis? And Without uh, Sis for bloody uh, Rioli and... Um, Poppy. Yeah, do we reckon yep, Whirlpool might be the other one they get the call up? Yep. James Warple. So. Yeah. 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 Uh, down the at pressure was good. Uh, mark this boy down. Highlight his name. Put a little asterisk next to it. Dylan Clark. Uh, he's uh, 123k mid forward. 35 yes, disposals and 15 tackles. He is definitely going to get a game for the Bombers very, very shortly. Uh, and Kobe Mutch, who was uh, very highly uh, talked up in the uh, preseason. He also had 22 and 14 tackles. Laverde laid a couple of tackles as well. Sainers, those who held Armitage, he had 34 and 7 on the weekend for Sandringham. So he could get a call back up. Uh, and Charlie Constable, good again for Geelong with 20 disposals and 6 tackles. One of the big ones uh, was Paulie Ahern. He had 29 disposals, 23 of them kicks, one goal, one, five inside 50s, and five tackles. So, Paul Ahern was, and probably still is owned in a fair bit of teams, I reckon. Uh, That's the one I'm most excited about, yeah. for sure. He could, uh, he could definitely get a bit of a gig at some stage soon. We ready for some questions? Always. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> First question, good one. Benny King, why the F do we bother with Supercoach? I don't know, it hurts uh, to play. The, the payoff is good sometimes. <laughs> We're going to have a yeah, lot of the not. same questions too, so we'll have to... Uh, no, when, you do, when you do good, you, you're absolutely flying. You, there's no better feeling than when you're doing good. Uh, well, when yeah, but it's, the lows are so low, man. Like, Elliot Yo the lost a so game, high. and then when he goes 150 this week, and it's all good, everything's great. Yeah. You know what it is? Supercoach is like cocaine. The highs are high and the lows are high. <laughs> not, that, not that I've done drugs or, or, or drugs, but from what I've heard, when I've done research. That's, you've, uh, got to, you've just got to survive the lows. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joeish C. Goldie to trade to Martin slash Grundy. I'll let you guys go with that because you'll be Goldstein yes. fans. You reckon yes, yes Pops? Yeah, yeah, make the try. I mean, look, I mean, it d- depends how you feel about... Because like, I really like Bretter's point around... Um, and he may have changed things for me here, but around, you know, do your upgrades first and then, you know what, because, you know, Goldie to one of these players, you know, particularly Grundy might cost you 100K and, you know, at the back end of the year, it'll probably still cost you 100K. So focus on upgrading other areas maybe and, um, yeah, then if you've got to pull the trigger later in the year, you're either going to save yourself a trade or you're going to do the trade that you're going to do now anyway, but um, so yeah, maybe, maybe Britta's on the money with that piece of advice. So uh, hold, you're saying hold Goldstein? Yeah, so yeah, I just said trade, but now I'm saying hold, Britta. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you say things intelligently. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like I think I think I think hold it. Grundy's Grundy's not going to say it's 600k all year. He's not. And I can't see him being much more expensive than this. So unless he keeps going 150, 150, 150. <laughs> Can <coughs> excuse me, can Grundy emulate that Goldstein and you know Gorn crazy year? Do you reckon this year? Can, but not as likely to. Be, <laughs> but sure he can. Bumps, what do you reckon? Yeah, well, he's got the potential, um, doesn't he? Whether that comes to the surface is the unknown. 
Yep. Uh, Tony Gamma, with the downgrade options coming through earlier than expected, e.g. Richards, Caulfield, etc., is this a strategy in 2018 to cash on a rookie earlier than in the past? Bombs? Um, no, I, I still don't like the fact... I think we're always going to get rookies, right? Um, so I don't like the fact I'm getting rid of them to cash them in. I guess where I stand on rookies is... I think we have so many coming through, and you said next week we're going to get Kuniko. This week we got Caulfield. Um, you know, Will Brody may debut. We got a lot that are high one hundred thousand um, dollars. I have concerns around that, and I'd actually prefer to buy the cheaper ones as opposed to go and spend that one seventy to two hundred thousand dollars on a player. But um, I, I would just wait for these players to present themselves rather than getting rid of them early because we're always going to be presented with options. Um, some, same sort of thought. I know we had a conversation recently where we were all vowing to never pick any rookies over 180k when Stevenson and Rayner and Brayshaw and LDU and Dow were all stinking it up. But then we look at the ones that are coming through and our first thought is, oh, we've got to get these ones that are 170k right now. Um, so I do agree with Bonford that you don't want to just go and grab them because they're there. Because Cunico scores 100 and maybe... 75 next week you don't just get him because he's there you don't have to get him wait for the right ones wait for i guess don't pull the trigger early you don't need to so direct answer to your question no don't be pulling the trigger early unless you've got someone who's completely rubbish and topped out like an ldu or a dow yeah yeah and that's the thing you can only really grab what you've like what's there and if it if it pops up that's just so much value like that's all you can grab um and unfortunately we took the risk on ldu and brayshaw and things like that and it, it didn't pan out so for those ones that you got to move on you, you just got to get what's valuable on the bubble i mean just because zgl's there this week doesn't mean you have to get him um you know in saying that i in, in saying that i i would probably go zgl this week over caulfield if it meant i could upgrade another position it means if I could go one down and one up as opposed to two down because of the extra money between Caulfield and DPL was there, I'd like to do that. Yeah. Right, nothing wrong with that. Um, Jared Taylor, cruising Sloan, hold or trade? More on the Sloan. Trade Sloan. Get rid of Sloan, yeah. yeah he's cooked. Uh, he's got a broken foot, man. He's not going to play well for six weeks. Dan Greenslade. plays at all. I've got Wingard worth trading to Robbie Gray. But what's Wingard doing? I wouldn't have thought Wingard's gone too bad. He scored like 40 on the weekend, didn't he? Did he really? Or something? Maybe he's yeah, going fairly he shit there. Oh, he's averaging 75. Um, have a look at his scores. Yeah, 110, 89, 49, and 52. Yeah, you'd, you'd probably get rid of that. Um, yeah, Robbie Gray. Look, you can get Gray, Heaney, Franklin, Toby Green. I think one of those five. Even Toby McLean. Um, they're probably six at the moment, wouldn't you thought? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, Shannon Schofield, why is we starting with Dangerfield? Question mark. Break even climbing. How many more weeks until I bring him in at bottom price? Is Grundy a must-have? And P.S. When does the Carlton rebuild start? Bombs will go to you. <laughs> uh, well, Dangerfield, I wouldn't bring him in um, now until his break even hits one thirty. Um, so keep him out until he gets all the way down to one thirty. That would be my advice um, in terms of his break even. And uh, let's hope the Carlton rebuild starts sometime in the near future. Oh my God! Yeah, 
Dangerfield, very favourable matchup this week too, I reckon. Uh, Brent? Well, we all thought it was favourable last week as well, but we all saw what he dished up last week and cost me my league game, that piece of shit. Brett? I go and get Dangerfield as soon as I can go and get Dangerfield, as soon as I can afford him, without trashing my team. Um, Break even and... 200, though, you're still going to go buy him? Uh, yeah. I just think it's worth having in your team. Why wait? Like when you can just. I know it's like when you save forty k, but he's that comes back into the argument of that uh, you should have started him. Um, yeah, I get. Yeah, so, I guess nah, that's sort wait. of what I'm thinking. Wait, wait. Yeah. and that's the problem is we we all have in our head that it's Dangerfield, and it's like you probably should have started him. Um, but yeah, and this is would you rather go get Oliver or Dangerfield this week, Clayton? Mm. <sighs> or I'd hold off my midfield uh, for one or two weeks, upgrade yeah. a fourth defender, and then buy Dangerfield. Yeah. But certainly, you're not going to go wrong by getting Clayton. What is it? It's a hundred k. Actually, I'd probably go get Dangerfield. Yeah, I could. Yeah, with a two hundred break even though. No, but a... that's so. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Like, yeah, even going that into the account, I'd just wait. You just wait for Dangerfield. That you went into the season with that mentality. Do you know the problem is that the big problem is a lot of people thought, oh, by round five or six, I'll be picking Dangerfield up for five hundred k or five fifty k, which was never going to happen. Um, yes. <laughs> so now I think they're getting a little bit more frustrated that they are just playing this long waiting game to get him. But you're probably not going to have him until round eight or nine. Like honestly, unless unless he comes out this week and bangs like one sixty one sixty. Then you just you just wait. You just be patient. Um, also, um, side note: the second part of his question, the Carlton rebuild. It's uh, it's actually been. It was actually started in two thousand and nine. It's just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've heard, but uh, they know we know that you're coming or something like that. Which, they know like, we're coming. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a little bit like the Bombs Express. You're a little bit slow yeah. out of the gate, you know. It's going to take well, a bit extra time. You know, delayed. Well, all I can say on that on that uh, note is that we aim premature. We like to go very slow, very methodical in the way we uh, we move, and uh, you know, as long as we can we can you know hit hit the hit the climax, and we're all good. I don't think derailing and crashing and burning is exactly being methodical and slow. Well, you know, it's, it's all it's all part of the process. <laughs> <laughs> Trust the process. <laughs> 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 the process. Uh, <laughs> That's great. Unbelievable. Uh, Cobra, Seamus, Lago. Why is Luke Parker scoring so low last couple of weeks? Numbers look good, just not getting the points. Yeah, that's the thing. His games are so good. What he had? He had mid-20 touches or something like that and three goals on the weekend. And Gee, you'd think typically that'd be a 150-point game and didn't even crack the ton. Um, that, was, that was a weird one, that game. They all went backwards because I think Bont was like 111 at yeah. three-quarter time and finished on 105, and he had a decent last quarter. So it was a really weird scoring game. Not sure exactly what was going on. Parker is playing good football. Not sure what's going there, but the one thing I can say is that uh, good football will eventually translate to good super coach if points. I so if you got him... Yeah, sorry. No, no, if you got him, don't move him. I was going to say, if I had Luke Parker, I wouldn't be right worried at all. Um, yeah, he's playing good football. And not to mention, Kennedy looks pretty cooked. Hanabry looks pretty cooked. So, yeah. He needs their best midfielder all of a sudden. Yeah, uh, tough there. Um, uh, Lucky Neil is playing like garbage, and I paid top dollar for him. <laughs> is it just hold? Yeah, it's hold. Yeah, yeah, it's hold. Just hold Lucky Neil. Yeah. Sean Carlson, Sorko, will he come good? 
Who, who's it? Zorko? No, Zorko. I've never been a fan of Zorko this year, no. Um, will he come good? He's going to be up and down all year. And when you bought him, you should have known that. And uh, so you either ride it or just abandon ship now. Yeah, going to be inconsistent all year. Exactly what Bomber said. Justin Iris, is this the best week to trade Bayshaw out with a break-even of 54? I'm considering it. Yeah. Well, the best week for me was last week because I've got Ed Richards for him. So. Yeah, so yeah. I'm contemplating between him and LD, um, and, and Brayshaw will be going out of the two of them. Uh, Leanne Monticelli, what do we do with Josh Kelly? Any more news? Well, I'll come out today and said Josh Kelly will be a week-by-week scenario. Um, Training tomorrow is going to be the big factor on Wednesday whenever you're listening to this podcast. So keep an eye out. We'll hound everyone on Twitter and we'll get something up as soon as we know about Kelly. Do we have him? Anyone? I've got him. Um, I I started... Zach Merritt over him, so yeah. I'm not sure what's worse. I started Canigula. It would not bother me at all if Kelly didn't play this week. I just really? want to say it would not bother me at all because I think I think Kelly's almost right to go this week. Um, the news came through very late last week, and he was almost right to like, you know, if it was a final, he was playing. Um, and, and they've said that too. So with Josh Kelly, if they're going to err on the side of caution, I'm happier to get a fit Josh Kelly back than the one that had been running around for the three weeks prior. Yeah. Yeah, you so. you kind of want him out there though because he's got Saints and Brisbane the next two weeks. Like they're, they're lick-your-lip type games for him too. Uh, Abel Grant, is it buddy time or would a midfield upgrade and bench Holman be a better use of the funds? Buddy time because I think there is more problems with the Ford rookies. Yeah, I, I think that, and I, and I said this all the way through preseason, that if you want Buddy, you need to start him from round one. Um, I look, it's round, we're going into round five, so I don't think it's too late, but you certainly needed him before his buy because Sydney's run up until the buy was, was very favourable, I think, for, um, for Buddy. But we saw on the weekend, I mean, we thought Bulldogs was going to be one of those games and. Gee, he only kicked a couple of goals in the second half and um, didn't even. He only scored ninety eight in the end. So, look, Buddy's Buddy. He'll do what he is, but he's very consistent. And uh, any time you can get Buddy is a good time. See, for me, I don't own Buddy right now, and you know the reason why I couldn't start him because I started Hibbert. Um, the thing with not owning Buddy, I think, compared to the guys who do own Buddy, is that I watched the game. I did. He did not impress me a whole lot at all and still just scored under a ton. So for mm. me right now, and I knew my plan was to get Buddy before round seven, um, so that'll most likely be my upgrade in two weeks, will be Buddy Frank. You want to know You want to know why you're not that impressed? Because his standards are that flipping high that when he does what a mainstream superstar would do, he doesn't seem that impressive. Um, but... He actually is super impressive. Yeah, oh, no, I'm very impressed yeah. with his season. I'm very impressed with his other games. I just don't think that he was at that bar on on the weekend that, that Buddy Franklin's normally at, um, and he still turned up. Man, his ability to just switch it on, though, like, that's what I mean. And when he switched it on, he switched it on. I, I think, I think Buddy, Buddy is a, a must-own. I really do. Um yeah, so I think I think the people who do own him just get a little bit more frustrated that he was a low scoring early and then scored well, whereas those who don't, like in me, I think it was more of a positive that man seeing what he can do and what he can score from nowhere is just way too scary to not have. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's just my thought. Uh, that's kind of it for the Facebook questions. Jump across to the Twitter. Um, they're very much the same. So, Brayshaw, Bonner, chopping block, 220k in the bank. Wizard Brenner Hansen, would you trade out? Who would you trade out first? Bonner would turn into Yo, or via DPP can move Finlayson back, um, Garlet up, and grab Menengola, Green, McLean type. So basically, would you turn Bonner into Yo, Menengola, Green, or McLean? <laughs> I'd be Green. Did he, say did he also say he's trading Garlet? No, he's moving Garlet into the mids via. Okay, yes, yeah, sorry, around. don't do that. So it's it's back to your Bonner situation, Bonds, where you said you don't mind moving it if you can get an upgrade. So yeah, Toby, Toby Green. Green. So if you can go him to Toby Green, yeah, fantastic. Brett. Yep, Toby Green's the pick of the bunch. Yeah, mine is also Toby Green, and the reason being is back to I think we have a lot more value down back who can score points than we do up forward. Yeah, um, but he's also got the Saints this week, but Yo's also bottomed out, I think, too. So. It's a flip of the and, coin between Yo and Green, to be honest. But, but I also, like side note with Toby McLean, I really, really like Toby McLean. And I know we'll get into it later in the year, but I'm praying that at some stage I'll be able to get him as my F6 to cover my midfield and forwards. Oh, F7, sorry, to cover my midfields and forwards. Yeah. Well, I don't think he's F7. I think he's F6. Probably even higher. Yeah, I know, but higher. just a swing guy. Yeah. Um, Rooster Coach, this is a self-shout-out here. Uh, give Corey a pat on the back. I'm sure he will welcome it. Put me on the sword this week in the media league. Hindsight being a wonderful thing. Look back on those who traded in round three and reflect on the best and worst choices. Keen to see you name blokes in my team. So go back to round three. So for the end of round two, start of round three. The best kind of trades that you could have made versus the trades that were made. Like the worst. They're the best and the worst that week. End of round. Actually, that's that's two weeks ago so now. I think, well, I think one of the prime examples is those who went early on Menengola or Jaeger. That's bad. Yeah, that's, that's bad. bad. If you if you brought in Ryan or Bonner, I don't think that worked. Yep. Uh, if you moved... Move Norton, probably bad. Yeah. Yep. Trading Hibbard, if you went someone good. in a different line, probably good. Uh, was there I think any? that one's still up in the air. That one, that yeah. one might still be. Up in the oh, air. you know the one that I reckon was really heavily traded out early. Who? Jaden Stevenson. Yeah. Oh uh, no, I don't really reckon. Yeah, Rainer. If you held Rainer, you would have been a little bit more happier. Yep. Um. Trading five, extremely bad. Oh yeah. And I think those who <laughs> held Cruz, you could have like, got Cruz that week that he was injured. And chose not bad to. move holding crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a there's a couple out there. Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, that's basically it for questions. There's a shitload more, but they're all the exact same question. So let's have a talk about our challenge, which we still need to get a consequence for. So yes, I know. Uh, definitely need to find something. But uh, out it in will front, happen eventually. Yeah, out in front uh, is the white line fever specialist down from the Hawks, uh, my boy James Sisley on ninety eight point six seven. Uh, Dev rounding up second with a ninety two point eight average, and Lloyd <laughs> with a ninety one. So Bomb sitting in last place. So uh, you want the punishment sure the, to be reduced a little I'm, bit at the moment? Brett wants I'm some sure the right fans. Up. I'm sure the fans will love it if I lost this challenge. <laughs> okay, vice captain and captain boys, keep in mind that Alongo has the early game. Yeah, well, what do you do? Toby Green. 
or Josh Kelly. You know what? Canilio. I don't even know why I mentioned those other heads. Canilio. Brett? In two. Are you not going to do in two? I'll see vice oh, captain sorry. first. Yeah, go. Uh, into. I'll go into. Oh, who am I going to go into? I'll go into Dustin Martin. No, I'm going into Tom Mitchell. No, Tom Mitchell's got Ben Jacobs. I'm going to Dustin You Martin. are the most inconsistent human being I've ever met in my life. Hey, unpredictable is my middle name, Bretta. No, I love it. I love it. Brett? Um, well, I've got Dom Barry, so I don't have a lingo. So if Dom that. Barry misses oh, yeah. and I have a loophole, what have I got? Consider Buddy. I know it's against Adelaide, but they're a bit all over the place at the moment. If Stevenson's kicking five, um, I'd like to see what Buddy does. It's a bit of a wild card. Coniglio's a nice. So Buddy or Coniglio in the first two? Yep. And... Yeah, I'll probably go into Titch. I know um, Melbourne did a little bit of a job on Titch on the weekend, but I don't think Jacobs is going to get the same sort of help trying to shut down Titch, and I still think Titch gets his 30-35. For me, if uh, Kelly's in, I'll even probably take the risk and go Kelly. Laird's up there too, but I think they'll put a little bit more time into Laird. If I don't mind Heaney as well, Bonds always talks about Heaney's inability to go large, but I think Heaney's spending so much more time in the guts at the moment that I think he's got one in him, and it'll be one of these tight contests as well. Um, but if Kelly's out, I'm going Toby Green because I think that could be a you know 25 disposal and four goal effort from Green. Um, yeah. And I think my my captain will probably really come down to match up if I don't hit that. Um, but I do like Dusty against Melbourne. Now, um, I need to raise something about this, though, Corey, because last week I said something about Dustin Martin that may have been foolish to some people because he came out and spat in my face, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He did. Do, you Martin, wanna, do you want to let Pete everyone know what happened in your league game? No, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about Dustin Martin this week uh, being vice-captain option. Um, or captain option. Okay, he has played Melbourne three times in the last three years with a high score of 92. Ooh. You're not seriously doing this again, are you? Uh, look, I said it last week that he had an aggregate score of 165 in two games on Brisbane last year, and he came out and pretty much doubled that. Okay, he thinks we're playing. I'm going to let everyone know what happened last week. So, <laughs> I my my opponent captained Martin, and I had the option to VC uh, someone else or just VC Martin and go with it. Bombs. Refu- refu- oh, I don't even know what the word is. Just kept calling me stupid. Um, <laughs> about nine times, I stuck with my guns. Went Martin VC. Uh, Bombs. If you VC'd Martin this week, you would have drawn your league game. Is that correct? But instead, I lost. Yep. Instead, you lost. Okay. Yeah. Yes. But in saying that, Danger only had to score like 120 for me to win, and, and I was home. But. Um, but honestly, though, Melbourne, 92, 79, 85 are his last three scores against Melbourne. Uh, career average against them, 87, with a high score of 118. Hey, they're, uh, a team. Look, he, look, they're a team he that's down my, on extreme confidence spat, at the moment. He, he could spat kick seven. in my face last week. He absolutely spat in my face last week, Martin. You probably listened to the potty and said, you know what, Bombs? Here you go, stick that one in your fucking freight train. <laughs> but he, uh, this week, if last week didn't happen, I would be so hell-bent against Dustin Martin this week. So I'm just going to let the listeners know that that's his history and you do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Uh, okay, beautiful. A in the limo leagues, uh, bombs lost to the gravy roll by one point. 
Uh, I would have won that game if I VC'd Mark. Yeah, Greta <laughs> beat Bradley. Um, and CBE beat Neto from Bring Back Bananas. This week's fixture, uh, Bonts, you've got Timmy Tomahawk from the actual uh, exoticlimo.com.au family. Uh, Bretta, you have Alex, SC30. And I've got uh, probably one of the best team names I've ever seen in James with Talk Laverde to me. Uh, nice. Big fan of that one. Big fan of that one. So, uh, some interesting leagues. Now, Bonds, we've got some sad news. You are departing the podcast. Well, I don't know if I'm departing or retiring here, Corey. Um, I'm not sure what's I'm not sure what's going on. But I won't be here for the next two weeks. Nah, I thought um, you were gonna, just punking the listeners. You know, I thought you were going to really <laughs> go with it. Tell them that you were leaving. Well, I've got my speech anymore. here. Hold on, I'm not going to be here for two weeks. <laughs> And I've got it's actually a, a song, and it features Max Gorn's name. I've honest. got a pre-planned speech here, so if you don't mind, this was David Warner inspired. All right? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> to the fans, to the fans, the lovers of the game, who have supported and inspired me on my journey as a super coacher, I want to sincerely apologise for betraying your trust in me. I have let you down badly. I hope in time that I can find the strength to repay you for all you have given me and possibly earn your respect again. To my teammates, Cruiser, Zeret, Billings, and all support staff, I apologise for my actions of choosing you because you're complete fuckwits. I take full responsibility for picking you and this is my what has happened so far in 2018. I do need to take a hiatus for two weeks. And this is my way of apologising to fans because I know the effect that this has had on our game as I may have brought it under disrepute. <laughs> to Herald Sun Supercoach website, I apologise for my actions and my behaviour on what I've done with Supercoach whilst the game has been under your, con- under your care and control. I want you to know that I fully support the review you will put into the culture of the Bombs Express. Thank you. Two, I got two things to say. <laughs> uh, no mention of your good friend's champion data. Yeah, Could you like to elaborate on why? <laughs> yeah. And um, who do you play? Who do you play in your league game next week? I'm not too sure, Brett, because I won't be in the country, mate. Oh, wait, play? he's playing me. Well, it's a good time for me to fucking get oh. out. <laughs> Isn't this just perfect timing for Bomford to disappear for not one, but two weeks? No. The week he's copping me in the league games. Bomps, go enjoy yourself. You deserve it. Um, just so the listeners know, we are going to try and tee up to get Bomps on the mic while he is overseas. So we'll see how we go with that. Look, if Brett beats him this week, we know that 100% he's not getting on the podcast because <laughs> he probably wants to enjoy Europe and uh, that'll be a, a bit of a whack. But uh, nah, nah, go enjoy yourself, mate. Well deserved. And you'll probably, you know, you'll probably get a couple of wins. I'll probably, so. and when I get back, I'll start losing again. That's the nature. Yeah, of that. that's it. Uh, boys, anything else to add on this podcast? No, no I'm sorted. I think we covered it all. Great way to wrap it up. Um, on behalf of Brett Bonfa and myself, well, my own but have a bread of myself, Bombs. Enjoy your holiday, because I know you're not going to get that from Brett us, so I'll, uh, I'll do it for you. <laughs> uh, and on behalf of the three of us, peace out, community. Thanks for listening.